Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we want to keep talking a little bit about auction drafts for you. Um, if you haven't yet done your done an auction, go do it. It's the, It's by far the best format, but we've been talking about different draft strategies, different even for this year, steals and values. And we've been going through mocks with you. But we've done enough of that where I think we can talk a little bit about nomination strategy in an auction because that's the one difference in an auction draft from a snake. Obviously, snake, you're just picking a player. But in auction, you do get to nominate every round, a player you want to put out there. And there's all kinds of different ideas out there, what works, what doesn't. People have their own ideas. But I feel like there's... There's no one right way. I'll say that. I'll say that. But what I wanted to show, tell people is the way that works for, for me, works for us here. Or We'll see what works for Jeff, works for me, is this is what I've decided or realized lately is you, I go and nominate the guys I want early on in a draft. As long as, this is the caveat to that unless somebody else has already nominated a couple of guys and my team is filled, right? <laughs> I've spent a couple of dollars, but if I'm up to nominate and it's early in the draft and I don't have like anybody on my roster, I have to go nominate somebody I want because my theory is if you're just sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting to get your guys that you really want out there, by the time they actually get up on the board, you might've let, I don't know, 10, 15 guys go past you that you that would have maybe been your backup option to the guy you really wanted. Because in an auction, you might have an idea of what you think a player is going to go for. But that doesn't mean you're always right. If you think, okay, I'm going to go spend $55 on this running back. That's about it. I should be able to get him for what, 55 Maybe I have to go to 60 But this is the guy you want. You're building your draft around this guy. And you let it go. You wait, wait, wait. Okay, he's not up there. I'm not going to get this guy. not going to get this guy. not going to get this guy. Finally, he's up there. And he goes for like $70. You don't get him. And now what? What's your backup plan? 10, 15 guys already went. So that's where I'm at with that, Jeff, is early on, you need to go nominate the guys you want. Unless if your roster is still empty, relatively empty, go nominate your guys, get your guys. Because if it doesn't work, you need to change your strategy right then. So that's how I like to approach at least the start of drafts. Yeah, I would agree. I think that is... The and I've done a, a ton of different ways, but I think that is the way that is most beneficial now. Um, I mean, talking from personal experience, in the last one we did, a little bit different, right? Every team had three keepers. The most recent draft we did, um, mm-hmm. so that really limits the amount of talent that is on the board. So on that one, especially, I really had to know whether or not I was going to get the marquee player I was looking for. And if not, I really, you know, then I could fall back to a different strategy. Um, Unfortunately for me, I didn't, I did not, uh, I was not able to nominate a player until the eighth, technically eighth pick, whatever you want to call it slot. Um, So I wasn't able to put McCaffrey out there who I had like I thought was the, like the primetime guy. Like I really wanted him. I was willing to put a lot of money on him. But because there's probably four or five running backs that went before him, yep. Delvin, Mixon, other guys I could fall back on and be like, okay, I'm going to take a, a good running back, but lesser than, and then I can change up my strategy for wide receiver. 
all those guys were gone. Now, you know, CMC is up. And because of that, me and Craig, unfortunately, just bid back and forth until it was a, a ridiculous amount for one guy. But I was kind of backed into a corner um, for I knew who was left, what to yep. do. So in that in that situation, if he went first, I think I would have gotten a better deal on him because he wouldn't have been like the last of the tier. And on top of that, if I wanted to jump to another running back, I would have had that option. So I think that is like that's very much what you're well, saying. It's pretty so much I like, think in I that situation, this strategy is going to work. If not, let, I can move on. But I could put myself in a hole otherwise if I wait too long. So in that in that exact situation, I'm pretty certain I'm the one who nominated McCaffrey because yeah. I knew either I need to get him now or my strategy needs to change and I need to switch up what I'm doing. I didn't get him. So I had a different approach after that. And I was able to draft the team that I liked, but it was a completely different approach. But I had to throw McCaffrey out there first to make to see if I wasn't going to get it. But so in your situation, you get McCaffrey. But this is where the nomination strategy changes. You get yes. a lot of money off the board or you get a lot of money. Your money's off the board. Now you want other people's money off the board. Yes. I That's where it changes. Yes. Yeah. I immediately there. I know what my strategy is now. I don't have the most money anymore. I have yep. my big name guy. I'm throwing out the most expensive guy. I want mm-hmm. no part of. And, yep. and I, and I really mean that. And mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while it like that early in a draft, everyone has money. So these guys won't go for, they won't get lowballed. Like every once in a while, there's a certain, I shouldn't say every once in a while, there will be a moment in the draft where prices all of a sudden became become irrelevant because not everyone, no one has enough money anymore. And you'll start getting these deals. Mm-hmm. Th- this is not that moment. I want to get to that time. So now everything is, you know, all in yep. the same, same playing field. So like for me, Debo is going to go for a lot of money, right? I know I don't really trust him this year. He's going to go for a lot regardless. So I throw him out knowing I'm going to get as much off the board as I possibly can. And I'm not interested in him. And I'm not taking a risk either by throwing out someone that has like, you know, if you're throwing out a DJ Moore, then, you know, maybe everyone's kind of holding back their money for these marquee players. If you do that, you, you might get a deal on him. You might not. You're, you're really taking a risk there. So if you don't like him, you know, he's not quite the name. He's not quite the value guy. Yep. So make sure you're throwing out someone, you know, will go for enough money because you might yeah, just definitely. start giving people deals. Yeah. So I think that's how it works. Like, well, before you have a or set roster, you or, you know, or before you have a few guys in your team, go nominate the ones you want. Middle of the draft. Yeah. Maybe you hold off a little bit, you know, let the draft come to you, see what's out there. But then I think it does switch to a point where you again probably need to start nominating guys you want, especially oh, mainly if you're in a position of maybe you have a little bit more money than others at the end. Because some I've seen it too, where you have a little more money, so you can probably take anybody you want, but you're just letting guys go past, and all of a sudden that's how you end up with extra money at the end of a draft. So there's certain times that at the end you better just go get your guys again, spend your money, get your guys. Don't don't leave the draft with 15 bucks. You know, yeah, I, I see that mostly in the middle of the draft where you're you're in your head, you're kind of thinking, oh, there's someone better, right? Like, yeah, the, end of the tears there. I'm not, like for me, it's Montgomery. Like, I, I remember this happening where he's up there. He's kind of the last of the known running backs that is going to get the start. And, you know, I don't really want to pay for him, but he goes he goes for way less than he should. And you're kind of like, why didn't I spend my money out there? Now I'm going to have yep. to spend on a lesser like I spent that same kind of money almost on Pollard because multiple of us had money left and there was no one left on the board. So we went for the best yep. available. So, yeah, so you that's, don't want that. that's the, that's the key right there. 
is that transition from, all right, I spent, I got to get money off the board. Then you got to flip it back and start going again. And it, sometimes you can get a little too relaxed in that in-between period where you're just letting this money go, money go, money go. You better be looking at your sheet. You better be looking at who's available and realize, yeah, oh crap, this is over. <laughs> this, this t- these guys are done. Like That's where I had to spend on our draft. It was, it was acres for me. Um, spent more than what I would have liked to write on an, on acres. Typically it's not what I would value him at 35 bucks in a $200 auction budget, but he was it. So at some point you're just like, all right, yeah, I got to get him. Like that's so a spend. So I had to flip it, turn it around there. If I didn't do that, who knows what would have happened at the end of the draft, how many, how much money I would have ended up with, but just had to go spend it. So I think that's the biggest keys. You just get your guys. Don't sit around forever without your guys, or at least have a strategy there. Then you got to wait it out and then finish it off and spend your money again. But so what's your, um, that's pretty much it for the strategy. The only other question people would have is defense and kickers. <laughs> what yeah, do you I do mean, about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a rough one. Usually for me, if I don't have a number one guy that I want, um, sometimes I actually like to throw out a, like a kicker, you know, if you play with kickers and defenses, kickers, you like you want a good one so you don't want, you don't want to mess around with them too much so i'll throw one out early very yep. rarely do people want to overpay for them so you just get that guy for a buck and it also makes everyone wait kind of puts them on tilt a little bit that is only if i'm not if, if i don't have like that uh uh kind of an idea of what it's, i want to do more, that hinges it's more on if you're player. in that middle that middle rounds that where you spent your money and you're just kind of hanging you know yeah. a little bit so yeah, I mean, yeah. and I'm not I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, you kind of want to throw you kind of want to be the first one to throw one out. Um, yep. You can get whoever you want usually. Um, and if people, I usually people don't overpay for kickers, but for whatever reason, they will throw two bucks on a defense, which is even more confusing to me. To I've me, the defense is actually have, it's more it's it's year to year defenses don't don't seem to carry over. Kickers actually no. do. And it's much more week to week kickers. Yeah. If I got the number one kicker, I'm set like for the yep. year. I'm kind of like, I don't have to worry about it. May, you know, for a bye week or something cool, fill in, he gets hurt. Yep. But for defenses, I'm, you know, you're, you're kind of rocking and rolling. You're, you're playing. I mean, you're even playing weather at some point. Like that's how yeah. crazy it gets. So, yep. But all right, there we go. Nomination strategy. It's always an interesting topic, but just uh, really, honestly, the biggest thing is to do again, do mock drafts. That's how you can figure out what you, what your feel is and how this works. And we've done enough to really have a good idea of how to play it out. And typically don't leave with money. That's a big thing. Don't leave with money. Yeah. So, and but I'll, I'll say that too. Yeah. That's the number one sin by far. But the other thing I will say is you don't want to like you, if, if everything goes to plan, you want to make sure the majority, the vast, vast majority of your money is showing up in your starting roster. And it, like, yeah, it's great to have two other guys, maybe a wide receiver and a running back or something like on your bench that you feel good about that, you know, aren't like starting caliber guys, yep. but everyone else should kind of be a, a dollar player. Like we do have some guys we really like, and you'll spend a little more for them, a uh, handcuff, something like that. But that is usually when you're waiting that long to get these guys, that is how you can, first of all, leave money uh, in, you know, in your on the board when you're done with it. And also you can find out later on that you could have gotten a, a much better roster by just right. honing up early. And I, I think that is the biggest yep. one for me, even it's kind of like, that's not the guy I wanted, but I have to get over that. I have to, he is the last mm-hmm. one that I should, he is the best value on the board. I have the money for it. 
who else would I possibly get? And you have to go through this in your head really quickly, but that is where the, the majority of mistakes, you know, quote unquote, um, kind of happen. And that yep. is where I'm, I always have that one pick where I'm like, oh, he was the best one left. Why didn't I just pony up for him? I know yep. I'm, I, I don't like him as much, but he's much better than the guy I got. So definitely. All right, there we go. They'll do it for nomination strategy. We'll be back with another episode for you guys. Talk to you then.